Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. Tell me lies, tell me, tell me lies. Okay, uh, <laughs> that song came on. That was our song moment. It was. Our song, we have to have a song moment every Love each other a lot. Welcome so. to the sh- fuck. Welcome to the sorting chat. Hello, and I- welcome to our lives. Welcome to today. I'm Lauren. Yeah, I'm Dale. I'm Sherry. You know what we haven't talked about in a long time? What? What we're drinking? Oh, um, I'm, not I'm drinking. I'm drinking chamomile tea with a dead ant in the bottom of it. <laughs> <laughs> Be- because he crawled into my kettle and died i guess i'm drinking water it's very exciting i'm drinking um a mostly flat coke from the mcdonald's and this very old chi chi's chocolate malt drink mix that i've had since last year 2017 like you may remember in our episode jezebel spirit (laughs) yeah i was drinking drinking the same beverage and I've had it in there since Holy then. Holy shit, Lauren. You're drinking Chi-Chi's and Flat Coke and eating Flamin' Hots. Like, how is With chopsticks. And playing with a bunch of dice. I yeah. have two D20s. You're living your best life, and I respect it. She is D12. living her. I'm not trying to judge her. I'm just, like, worried for her stomach. Oh, no. I thought these were D10s. These are D12s. Shit. I gotta go back to the dice store. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember the Revlon Moondrops lipsticks that were in the green. No. They were in green plastic casings. Yes. I do remember yes. that. With gold around the middle? With gold around the middle. And when yes. they they smell, they have like a perfumey smell, like a grandma, you know, like a grandma's lipstick yeah. smell. And I got like three or four different colors off eBay. I, I haven't worn them, but I but I love the packaging. So like I'm a sucker for like vintage makeup packaging i understand um and i've i've looked on ebay so now all ebay shows me is like mostly mm-hmm. like vintage makeup package like old um ads revlon's actually one of the only companies that's maintained their original line of colors even till this day so like when you see like names like cherries in the snow like that name's been around because <laughs> somebody came up with, came up with that in the fucking seventies. And yeah, like a long time ago. So their their line of lipsticks has like a ri- like an original the original name that it was given, you know, 50, 60 years or fifty years ago. And not like closing time or like some <laughs> tramp after midnight. Fuck me red. <laughs> Fuck me red. Yeah. <laughs> tramp mm-hmm. tramp stamp yellow. Wait, no. Like a virgin, that would be pink. <laughs> Welcome to our Harry Potter podcast. We're talking about Revlon Moondrops, we, where we talk only about Harry Potter and always about Harry Potter. What kind? What kind of cosmetics do you think they use outside of the ones that we know about? Magic. What What are the ones that we know about? Yeah, they use magic. But like, what would be your favorite fucking magic? Hermione. Spell? She messed, you know, fixed her teeth with magic, which is That's awesome. not makeup though. Mm. No, but it's cosmetic. Do they use well, like it's it's not cosmetic because it happened. Like it's for real. Well, but like right? isn't cosmetic surgery like you know, I'm talking about as in it is cosmetic in that it affects how she looks. Like it's cosmetic, but it's not makeup. Yeah. 
I forgot how words worked for a second. Um, <laughs> you would know more than I would. But I think, like, you could do some kind of potions that would, like, or, it's like, gotta... in herbology, you could mash up some berries or something and make, like, blush or lipstick. There's or... got to be sure. a way your wand can make your face look better. I mean, oh, come yeah. on. I mean, it's I'm just sure a there transfiguration. Is a spell. I mean, look at Queenie. Let's I mean, go she... to the Wikia. Look at Queenie on Fantastic Beasts. She's... A stinking siren. I mean, she's beautiful. She's got makeup on. And they care about fashion, too, because they're all, you know, dressed really well. No, I'm going to Google Harry Potter makeup, and it's going to show me makeup inspired by Harry Potter. Yeah, it is. Because there's a whole palette that this company put out recently called the Wizarding Palette or whatever. Because they couldn't get the right to uh, Harry Potter, so they just named it different than Harry Potter. Well, I know, you know, of course she does her sleekies potion, which is a hair thing, but I, I mean, I feel like, and I can't remember right now, but I feel like there's mention of, like, cosmetic spells, in, uh, which, you know, leading up to the fucking Triwizard Ball. What the hell? The Yule Ball. The Yule Ball. Yeah, because they actually do stuff to her hair, and then, yeah, so there's got to be some sort of cosmetics going on just even seeing in the films and then they talk about it in the books her getting ready for hours and hours so what could have they what could they have been doing yeah what in could that they time? be doing for hours you she had to put it took a long time to get her hair ready is what she said and then she also mm-hmm. like fixed her teeth in that time oh. right no 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 no, no. Mm-hmm. she had madame pompey fix her teeth sorry it's just yeah, that's when they, they notice it but she says like she wouldn't normally use like that potion on her hair because it took so much time so i imagine that's a lot of what she was doing when she was getting ready. Mm-hmm. Getting that Hermione hair under control. Yeah. And that was the 90s. Now we've embraced the curly girl lifestyle. I just want to um, picture her using, like, hot sticks. Y'all remember hot sticks? I just want to no. picture Hermione using hot sticks. What are hot sticks? You don't remember hot sticks? Am I the only person who I just hot said sticks? I didn't. Okay. So there are these, like, <laughs> plastic tubes that go into this container that heats them up right it's just like hot rollers they're like hot, hot rollers, rollers but they're they're stick shaped and they have a like a mm. circle at the end and then so they're long mm-hmm. and you stick them in this thing that makes them hot and then you take them out and then you wrap them up and then you like stick one end into the other end oh okay oh, I yeah remember those. i know what you're talking and they're about. kind of like silicone like plastic yeah i didn't know that's what they were called but and um I remember asking for hot sticks one year and getting it and, like, not knowing how to use them at all and, like, tearing up my hair. Because I never did. Like, my hair was always, like, bone straight. So I was like, I want to have curly hair. Hey, bones ain't that straight. You ever seen a shoulder? I have seen a shoulder. Or a a knee? Or an elbow? I mean, the bones are straight. The joints I'm sorry, guys. Um, I've seen a skull as well. That ain't straight. Well... Um, we had a couple of listener suggestions. Some guy <laughs> that I don't know named Anthony yeah. suggested that we talk about the, what was it? The tension in home intermarriage, like muggle ma- wizard intermarriage or home yeah. life or. Yeah, sort of homes that have, it doesn't even have to be intermarriage if you have a squib. Yeah, or, or like yeah. A, or a wizard, a muggle born, um. But not like in a hairy situation, like a, you know, like a Hermione situation where they embrace it. Would you marry, like, would you marry a wizard if 
Absolutely. Yeah. Like, Wait. Would you? Would sorry. Would you, you feel... marry a wizard if you weren't a wizard, or would you? Yeah. Like, you if, you, if wizard, you were a wizard, would you marry a muggle? I'm asking you. Would you marry a wizard? Would Absolutely. it make you feel inadequate as a person because this other person has like powers yeah. and can do basically everything you can't do? It wouldn't be weird. No, I would. I don't think. I think that that's the kind of thing that you ignore in the beginning of the relationship, but that may perhaps start to rear its head as the relationship progresses. I still feel like there is magic you can do without being magic. Like I think a muggle could get okay at potions. And if I could marry into wizarding But you need a wand, though. You do need a wand, though. You need a wand for potions. Like, to stir and stuff. Don't crush my dreams. I'm not trying to, man. (laughs) What about herbology? Do you need... I mean, you you could still use, like, uh, magical items, probably. Yeah, Yeah, I can. I'm sure, like, a potion could be used to help cure you and stuff like that. I would take access to whatever I could get, so... Right. Even if I could I think this is surf- this is like when you first get to know somebody and start a relationship. Like these are the things that you are fucking psyched about. Yeah. Uh when you get married and have kids, maybe you have a bunch of wizard kids and mom's the only one or dad's the only one who um who can't do all these things and one starts to I mean even like not being from a place like for example like Anthony is from Ohio, right? Yeah. I'm not from Ohio. He's more familiar with all of it. He has a lot of history with just up the road. It's his hometown where he lived his entire life, pretty much. And even that can cause, I mean, not tension, but just like, you know, it's a distance. Yeah. Um, and now Lucy's from here, too, technically. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah. We're learning all this stuff together, but ultimately, like, I'm the odd bird out. And, uh, yeah. And that, you know, that creates a distance. Even if there's not discord, there's distance, Yeah, I think. And when you put something like magic into it, I don't think it can be helped. No. Even if you're the most magnanimous, um, selfless, uh, com- compunctious person. Like, you know, for instance, like gotta look that word up. cleaning up after dinner or something like that. It'd be like, well, you could do it because you ha- have all the magic. Yes. And it would just be exactly. this kind of, it's It's the same... It's the same argument that every married couple has, which is the, you know, um, the divvying up of the household responsibilities, but it's got this extra element of, but it would be easier for you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly. I mean, it would make more sense for it to fall to the person who has the wand. Exactly. And that might, that would ultimately make the person with the wand start feeling... Used and abused. You know, yeah, yeah, a little bit... um, yeah, taken for granted. and But at the same time, the person without magic doesn't want to be doing all the housework. So at some point, I think you probably either come to an arrangement that certain household duties are going to be done by the one with the wand. Yeah. Um, just to make everybody's life easier. Or everybody's going to do the chores by hand. Yeah. <laughs> what would be something that, like, you, like, as a non-magic person that, like, you could potentially like is there anything that a non-magic person could potentially do better you know how some people are book smart and some people are street smart <laughs> like i feel like no. um <laughs> like common sense would be more <laughs> would be more I mean, like some wizards have common sense not the weasleys I would, but... it depends on what world you're gonna be living yeah. in i feel like the wizarding world or the muggle I world i feel like in the muggle world there would be more 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 common sense there i mean i don't know 
folk sense for sure. Just like a basic um, understanding of how things work. Yeah. Because you have to figure it out. Um, I mean... Well, you're taught in fucking school. Like, even if you don't retain 98%, you still sort of understand what a shoelace is made of. Yeah. Or whatever. Like, um, and you all learn what that little bit at the end of the shoelace <laughs> is called. So... What is it uh, called again? It's an, <laughs> an aglet. aglet. Why do we know this? It's because it was your outgoing voicemail message oh. for, like, a decade. What a fucking nerd. I want you guys to know that I can't find my nightgown. It's too Are you naked warm right now? To, uh, no, <laughs> let me finish. Um, you I can't find your, my nightgown. You have your camera like awkwardly at neck level. Yes, so. I'm, that's, I'm explaining that. Uh, I can't find head. my nightgown and I don't want to wear pajamas because it's too warm. Okay. So I'm wearing a bathing suit cover up that's very comfortable, but it cuts very low because there should be a bathing suit under this. That's why I've got the camera tilted up so high. I'm wearing my cactus nightgown. Cactuses on it. That's cute. It's it's cheap. But anyway, man, I I had a train of thought with the the street smart book smart thing. So like in high school, Leah gave me the keys to her car because she would always either lose her keys or lock them in her car. And so there are those kinds of people. Saying Lee is a witch. No, I'm saying that that like I've all like I've had to be like the responsible kind of person when it comes to like certain things like that. With, with yeah, her. so like so a wizard could clean the house real fast, but a muggle could do the taxes. Are you responsible or are you fucking enabling? Because <laughs> no. you can remember where your keys are. <laughs> like you can. But if and, you were um, a wizard, you could just use a locator spell. Exactly. That's true. And I've always thought about buying her, like, those tag things that you can, like, hit, you know, locate yeah. with your phone. <laughs> so I'm, It's just, um, it, it can be frustrating, though, to be the person that, like, has to be responsible for other people. That's, like, Hermione and Ron right there. Didn't she just let him <laughs> use all, all of her notes and just true. enabled him the entire time they were at school? Right, and that's why, I mean, I think that Ron has a lot to do to become a good husband, and um, I I do think that there's this sort of, like, overwhelming trend in heterosexual relationships where the woman is coming out and saying, hey, why am I responsible for the calendar of everybody in the house? Why am I responsible for knowing how to, like, pay the bills or do the taxes and that kind of thing? Right, right. And, but a, a, a certain amount of it, and I don't know if I've read this and I don't know if it's supported, but in, with my personal anecdotal evidence about me and my friends, um, and taking cues from Hermione, a lot of, some of it is, um, perpetuated by the woman in the beginning, like, and, and we can't be blamed mm. necessarily for it. Well. Because it's like we take the responsibility. Exactly. Uh, but at the same time, you gotta, you know we're told not to come on too strong and mm-hmm. that kind of thing and uh you know just be show them what yeah, you got like, and that kind of women thing. are like, like not... conditioned to be like burden sharers well that's interesting that you say that because like in the beginning of our relationship i was happy uh and willing to like do tech stuff for him because uh, i he admired me for it yeah <laughs> like, uh, like, he was really impressed by, like, I could find him any song on the internet. Like, just, like, basic search stuff. But I didn't want to break that spell, you know? Yeah. I was like, yes, I'm very cool. Look at me, your hacker girlfriend. Um, <laughs> but, but now it's like, he doesn't really know how to Google. Um, 
Well, and uh, he doesn't even use Google. He uses DuckDuckGo, which I get it. It's like supposed to be more private. I have no private. idea what that is. I don't know what that is either. It's it's a it's a search engine that purports to promote a certain level of privacy. Um, okay. And uh, but it doesn't return as good of search results. It isn't engineered to look kind of the way that Google looks and. I mean, Google is Google for a reason. You know what I mean? Right. If you know how to search on Google, then it's going to come up. The algorithm is perfect, like pretty much. It's reading your mind. So that's the trade-off for them knowing all your information. I'm okay with them knowing my information, yeah, because then they're going to know what I want. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) It's magic, Harry Potter. Let's see if we can, like, conjure up a short sort of, like, tableau of, like, the first five years of the marriage of Ron Weasley and Hermione Granger. <laughs> like, because they've spent a lot of time together. You know, they grew up together. Yeah. Right. And I don't know if we know, I don't know off the top of my head, like, how long yeah. after high school they got married. I would um, hope maybe not. I would hope Hermione would be very weird about getting married super young. Like, she would want to go yeah. start yeah. a career or... Yeah. Well, we think about, like, 19 years later, right? Their oldest kid is just, you know, Just old enough to something. 11, he, right? Yeah, 11. 11 whatever. 11. Um, <laughs> it's easy to, like, give Ron a lot of shit because, like, he's, you know, he does, like, he's very needy and he's, you know, mm-hmm. not, he's basically not mature. And I guess at the point that we interact with him, he's still a child, which is somewhat right. more excusable than if he acted like that as an adult. But part of me wants mm-hmm. to think, like, yeah, if we don't know at what point they got married, like, maybe they, like, took a break after, you know, they kind of, like, get together at the end of the, the battle. But, like, maybe they don't actually, like, get together until, like, later on yeah, in life. Yeah, who knows? Like, I think that would be interesting where, like, they kind of live their lives a little bit and then realize, like, they still, like, went through this kind of intense experience together and, like, have this connection and... You know, maybe he's grown up and matured a little bit at that point, and, you know. Or maybe they get married really young because of the traumatic experience of, like, do it now, you only live once. Yeah, like, yellow, like, but I would like to think that she, they finish their education because they aren't finished at Hogwarts. And she finishes hers. I don't think he finishes his. And then they go and, you know, start their lives and all of that. Well, I think that, um, you know, as Sherry says, they are children. But um, I have I have a lot of good <laughs> things to say about Ron. I feel like J.K. Rowling loved Ron. I um, love Ron. Um, I mean, if especially. we're being honest. I love Ron, too. I completely love Ron. She um, infused him with her humor. I think if we're being honest, Ron is the character I, like, relate to the most. Because I feel like he's kind of a walking disaster. I don't think he's even that, like... He's not a disaster. He's just a, a guy, like just like a normal a person, normal guy. <laughs> he doesn't, yeah, like he's so, so. So he, I'm gonna do a monologue. Now. Okay, okay, do it. Um, he has kind of like a, you know, obviously the thing that people think about when they think about Ron first off is that he has kind of a big chip on his shoulder and mm-hmm. he's stubborn and impulsive. Um, but there are good reasons for this, as we all know. Like obviously, he's the sixth son the sixth of six boys and he says everybody you know loved my older brothers they're all good at different things um and but everybody expects me to be like them but even if i am it won't be special because they all did it first right except he did so many other cool things like hold on it's my monologue (laughs) 
Um, so, but he has accomplished a lot of great things. Exactly. But they, these are things that were very rarely made visible to his peers. You know, a lot of what he did that was great was done behind closed doors, and people didn't hear about it that much later that we know of. Because whatever else Ron is, he di- he didn't, to me, come across except for his lapse in judgment and when he was with Lavender, <laughs> he became like a different guy. But like, um, he doesn't come across as like that much of a braggart right um he's he he possesses a certain amount of like humility that was born out of his situation and whether they mean to or not his family have pushed him into this sort of like neurotic insecurity but you know even though that's unfortunate um the the side effect of that is also that he you know the two sides of the coin are that he's insecure but on the other side he has a certain lack of ego um, and, and I think he makes friends easily. He, he makes jokes at his own expense. Like, you know, he's, he's just like a person. Um, and he seems like pretty observant about the people that he cares about. You know what I mean? And this may come from having so many brothers and sisters. Right. Um, so again, this is all discounting that <clears throat> year with Lavender where the dick took the lead. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> he was a 14 yeah, so, year old, um, 15 year old boy. Yeah. What? Sure. So he wasn't a particularly hard worker. No. Um, but, you know, his chess acumen, you know, attests to a certain amount of intelligence. And he, you know, he had a good sense of humor. And I think that also is its own kind of intelligence. And, I, you know, I, I don't know that he was particularly bad at magic. Um, except for, you know, I mean, he wasn't great at it either. But, like, I just, I, I feel like J.K. Rowling wrote him with a kind of humanness. Mm. If you look at it, that that the other characters don't always have, like like Harry is a, is a special case. Like he he has a lot of trauma in ways that like Ron mm. doesn't, and so we really look in. You know, we bore deep into that. But like I don't know, of the three, I feel like she has analyzed his character the most. Like and and found out who he is in his heart and really cares about it. Like we, I don't think she cares as much about Hermione. Mm-mm. Um. We don't know a lot about her beyond the fact that she's from Muggle. She's a Muggle-born. She's really smart, and she cares deeply about Harry and Ron. Like, and makes decisions yeah. based on that. Um, and she's clever, and that's about it. But with Ron, there's you're right. There is this kind of roundness to his character, as far as his human. Like, he. he I mean, if you care to look. I yeah, mean, you do have to look a little. Yeah, but when I think you s- if you, I don't know. I think if you look, like, I think you can find more to Hermione than. I think you can too, but I don't. I honestly don't feel it. Like, I don't think she loves yeah. Hermione the way that she loves Ron. Yeah, and like, you know, she give she wants to grant Hermione a certain amount of superhuman ability. Yeah. Um, like this this scene when when she's talking about, you know, he asks, "What's wrong with Cho?" Yeah. And she gives this long spiel yeah. about exactly what's going on in her head. And it's like, I mean, I almost feel like she's making Hermione speak for all women, yeah. which I find troubling and problematic. I think, but anyway, yeah, sorry, no, I ahead. think you're right. Like, in some ways, like, Hermione is kind of like an ideal character. And, like, you know, Harry's mm-hmm. like the hero. And so they kind of feel more like, I don't know, archetypes in a way where Ron kind of feels more like real and lived in and relatable because like he has like very human problems and like you know I think I don't know just to go back to what you said about him like not being a particularly hard worker I think that also can be like attributed to 
feeling insecure and feeling like you can't measure up, right? And I think I've talked about this before, right. but just like the kind of anxiety driven feeling of like, you'd rather like not try something than fail at it. Like, then so you'd fail. rather just be like, notoriously bad at something than really put in your best effort and not do well. Like when he finally like tried to be on the Quidditch team and like was really trying and kind of spectacularly right. failing and was humiliated, you know? And like, I think he mm -hmm. had kind of spent most of his life trying to avoid that feeling. Hey guys, this is Lauren. Um, it's at this point in the recording when my computer shut off and we lost the rest of the episode that we had been recording. So uh, the next thing you're going to hear is us picking up about a week later after Sherry had uh, left the country for Africa. Um, and we were using a new recording uh, software and we didn't realize for several minutes that Sherry was not with us. So uh, enjoy. Well, I don't know if you guys want to pick up where we left off because I had uh, done like a whole monologue about Ron. We didn't really get into talking about like the inherent tensions in mixed muggle and magic homes outside of who would do the fucking chores. Hey, you have magic. You do everything because you have, exactly. you know, yeah. you have the advantage on everything in life. Like you could literally get it done in a second and I it would take me hours or whatever. Yeah, I, I, I think there are, uh, I'm trying to think of like what other tensions like c would arise or if we should move on to talking more about Hermione and Ron's marriage. Well, we can do both because um, I think like imagine what you had said, Dale, was um, do you think you would be if you were a muggle, we're, cons we're imagining being ourselves. If you were a muggle and you married a wizard or a witch, like would you be jealous of their magical abilities yeah that's what you had said. of course yeah i think i think it's the kind of thing that initially it would be like a big draw like a you know if you knew about it from the outset it'd be like hell yeah i'm marrying a wizard or a witch but like you know as time went on i bet you, you it, we could liken it to like a celebrity marrying a regular person you know what mm. i'm saying like where like point. you're you're married to you're married to a super famous person and at first that's very appealing but then after a while, it probably loses, loses its luster because of the attention and, and everything that that person's getting all the time. Here's something that we mentioned very briefly in the episode that just went up with um, Sherry and Sherry's mom. Sherry's mom. Is it like... it going out. Sorry. Exactly. I did not mean to... That was not a good song to sing. Um, she does, though. One thing I brought up, and then we didn't talk about it at all because, like... It just wasn't what we were talking about, but like, okay, so you find out, you marry a wizard, you found out that magic exists, okay, and then you find out that ghosts exist, and that would be like um, a, a whole other level, yeah. right, of like, you know what I mean, like, because that's, I don't think ghosts are magic, like, I don't, first of all, finding out that ghosts exist proves the existence yeah. of the soul, I guess, but it also... It also suggests that you, if you do the wrong thing, if you make a wrong move in your life, your soul will be bound to this earth for eternity. And I, I find that very troubling. And it's something that I haven't thought about too much when it comes to like Harry Potter. But like, is there a way to stop being? Have we ever talked about this? I think the insinuation is that if you are like with Moaning Myrtle or with the Bloody Baron or, you know, all the examples that we've seen of ghosts have been people who have died horrible deaths or done something terrible. 
Does that make sense? I feel like it's partially a choice. Like maybe not a particular I don't think well it's a choice. One, I honestly like, don't. Like I think like with the gray lady, she was murdered. The bloody baron murdered her. So they get left. Um, and then Moaning Myrtle got murdered by the basilisk, right? But really essentially Voldemort. I mean, like, I, I don't really think, I don't know. Well, I mean, unless that choice is, I'm fucking annoyed that I got murdered and I'm just going to hang around because I'm so pissed <laughs> that I got murdered. Well, that might be it. Because I think, like, you know, Harry's parents were murdered. And if anybody has unfinished it's them, business, yeah. it's them. They didn't, they didn't yeah, raise their child, true. you know? Um, and they didn't hang around. But I, so I think it has something to do with your character. Like, your, what kind of, I feel like it's the kind of choice that isn't, that is made in your personality before you die. Like that you're afraid of death or something like that. And it's the kind of thing that you're met that you maybe I guess the reason why it's tied to magic maybe is only magic people become ghosts. That's a weird Hmm. thing to consider. Right. Like something about their magical soul is leaves some like a lot more lasting imprint on the earth possibly. Well, maybe it's maybe it's not their soul then because that would be better to think about. Like maybe it's not Hmm. a soul. Maybe it's, I don't know, like uh, just a, a loop forever of your personality. And what about like portraits? Like, that ha- like are those, that's not a soul, right? But it's got like, that's, but it's that. got like a thinking being that can talk and respond and mm. do all the things. This is all very troubling. Yes, it is. Right? Yeah. Hey guys, me again. Uh, This is the point at which we realized we had lost Sherry and had not been recording with her for several minutes uh, because she had been disconnected because she was so far away in the world. Um, So we pick up once again uh, with Sherry and try to continue this mess of a podcast. Thank you. It did earlier. This is us trying for like the third or fourth time to record uh, (laughs) across continents. Or across countries, depending on how you think of Africa. This is when we need a magical spouse. Actually, no, because they don't know how to do anything but use owls. No, they do not. Unless you have a flu. Oh, wait, if we did the flu, the head the head and the flu. We could apparate. Although you can't really apparate for such long distances, though. You can't? Then what's the fucking point? It's a, you apparently have to go like kind of step by step, like. Well, that would work. That'd be fine. yeah. You have to, but you can't do. I don't know that it's impossible. I think you're just way more likely to splinch yourself. But they talk about how you can't go for really long distances. Um, well, like across the ocean, are you gonna have to like? Are you gonna have to apparate into the middle? Is one of your like steps gonna have to be into the middle of the Atlantic Ocean? <laughs> like we're okay. Just get ready. Hold your breath. We're gonna be apparating into the ocean but will apparate out real soon to another part of the ocean i think that's why they use port keys though like port keys I take guess. you farther right because at, yeah. at the quidditch world cup which by the way i'm reading the fourth book right now um there's 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 <laughs> port keys and then when they and there's app people who operate so like, there's an area where people operate into and then there's like a port key area I think what Sherry is trying to say is that having a wizard husband wouldn't help our friendship right now. No, it fucking wouldn't. <laughs> like, what, what's the fucking point of you? Get a job, Neville. I, that would be a point of contention I, in I the marriage. Like, what is the fucking point of your abilities if you can't make 
our podcast work. I feel like there's got to be another way to do a wizarding podcast. Well, they do. They do. They have the wizarding wireless, right? Yeah. So we wouldn't need the internet if we were wizards. We could just be on the wizarding wireless. Our podcast would be all about what it's like to be married to wizards. So it would be for a specific subset of the wizarding public. Those people who are uh, need to connect. I mean, we would certainly, it would be like a, a support group. I think. Don't you think? It would be a support group or a podcast? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah if it was, if we were, if we're just playing um, pretend about what this podcast would be if we were all married or partnered to uh, magic people. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Like a, it would have to be about our experiences. That would be a great podcast. Why don't we just start a fanfic podcast where we just pretend that we're married to wizards and make a podcast about it. It could be improv it. podcast. Good afternoon. This is P.P. McGee coming to you from live from P.P. <laughs> <laughs> McGee. From, uh, you haven't listened to our last episode yet, but that's the name of my character on uh, I haven't gotten to the yet. Hogwarts mystery game. This is P.P. McGee. Thank you for tuning in to Wizard Wives. Wizard Wives. <laughs> The real, it's got to be like a real housewives. The real housewives of the wizarding world. (laughs) I almost said the real house lives. And I was like, that's not what it is. The real oh man! What if there elves. was a real house elves? Okay, no, I really no, want to no, know what there. kind of what kind of sexual frustrations there there would be. Oh, if there would be I any. Think can't be. But like, don't you think can't like wizards are like you know they're magical? No, they probably have some special some special abilities. You know? Yeah, like they right. know exactly where things are. Right? <laughs> well, we all know, but but no, but like, where they but are. like what we do, but what. <laughs> but you know, it brings a whole new like level of understanding of what a wand could possibly do in this situation. Oh, oh god. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, a wand in that situation is just a sex toy and we've got we've we've got those already. Like and we've done pr- I mean, there's not much that they need to do. That's true. For us. Right. For me, I don't know. I don't know what y'all's tastes are and we don't have to get into it here <laughs> on on the wizarding Oh, I brought it of, up. You of, didn't. That's true. Because I'm, I'm terrible. Oh, I'm glad we're still. I'm glad we're still recording, Sherry. I'm glad she got to be here for the sex part. I would like to point out that I realized when editing the last episode with Sherry's mom that I didn't say any cusses. <gasps> I thought about that while we were recording. Yeah, I was wondering. I, was I actually was talk- wondering how how beautiful Karen Salter would feel about. Uh, she wouldn't care. Well, of course not. I mean, she's been around worse, right? She's been around, like, people in prison. She spent, like, 20 years in prison. Well, not in prison, but, like, working working as a prison I spent 20 years in prison reading Harry Potter books. You could could say that she was in prison for being so amazing, and 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 people were like, you're too amazing you need to go to prison <laughs> um she uh wow. she wouldn't okay. be offended okay. but it, i would still feel oh, uncomfortable yeah. about doing she prob she probably Me would too. be offended by talking about uh wands as as sexual toys yeah she's Sorry. open-minded yeah you know yeah. she's pretty amazing welcome to our new podcast sherry's mom is amazing <laughs> out of all of our mothers i think <laughs> not to say that brenda is not awesome i love brenda hey. Yeah, no, but she'd be offended by everything. 
I love you, Brenda. Really, no, we need to have Brenda on this podcast. It's not happening. It's not happening. Welcome to our new podcast. Brenda will never be on this podcast. Thank I just you for want to yell us. Brenda a lot. Brenda! I know that about you. Um, Sherry, are you still there? Yeah. Surprisingly. Welcome to our new podcast. Is Sherry, are you there? Now that we kicked me, now that we decided that we were going to do it without me, now my internet wants to work. It's like, wait, no, I was just, I was just playing. Reverse psychology. What do you think about ghosts? Do you guys like actually believe in ghosts? I, I, I kind of, I kind of, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm really into creepy <laughs> stuff now in my life. And I kind of do. I listen to this podcast called Lore, and it's like folklore. And there's mm-hmm. like multiple accounts from like regular people who are not crazy that have said they've seen, <clears throat> you know, specters or poltergeists or whatever. How do you know they're not crazy? Um, because first of all, we can't use that word. We just did this whole thing about people with mental illness. Here, here's what I think. There's enough accounts. Of, of people who are seemingly not mentally ill. I don't know. I'm, I, I don't know what I'm saying. Right. But I'm just saying there's enough accounts from different people that I feel like it could be very highly possible that there are spirits um, that are on this earth. Sherry, what do you think? I definitely do not believe in ghosts. Um, but like, I feel like, yeah, I know people that just like very, very matter of factly all talk about their encounters with ghosts. And I'm just like, I don't get it. I specifically remember having a discussion with my dad. God rest his soul. Not a ghost. He's not a ghost. I don't think he's a ghost. Although there are some times where I have felt moments that I feel like he's around me, which is another reason why this can this this thing has happened to me because I've lost someone very that's very close to me right <clears throat> so it before that if you would ask me I would have said hell to the no but since my father passed away in 2012 I've had moments where like stuff weird stuff has happened that I've thought oh he's he's trying to communicate with me in some way and that makes me sound like a total, like total, totally bonkers. I know, but I, but I think um, I'm more open-minded to the idea than I've ever been in my life. To the idea that there are spirits that are not at rest. I'm open. I'm both open and very closed to it. Um, I am open to it in as much as wouldn't it be cool if like there's a thing that we can't explain. But I'm very closed into it in as much as I am scared of ghosts. Mm. So like. I don't, I don't want to see a ghost, but, um, I did a, a I, I'm sure I have talked about this on the podcast before, but I did a radio story several years ago where I went on a ghost hunt. What's oh, ghost right. Hunt? I talked That's about amazing. That. Yeah, it was really cool. I talked to a couple of people who ran a store <laughs> and the store is all ghost hunting right. equipment. And then they told me about another group that does ghost hunting. And I, I talked, I interviewed them and, um, the majority of, the people that I talked to, there were several women across the board. Uh, all of them had had a husband okay. die in in the last yeah. ten years or so. Mm. Like, and that seemed to be what got the, you know what I mean. So it's like that noise, whatever it was in the background, spooked me because I'm thinking about ghosts. Sorry. But 
Um, That's my neighbor's door. Okay. Um, it opened up my heart to the idea of why people are interested in, like, I'm interested in ghosts because I like yeah. to be spooked, but I like to be spooked because I like considering mortality. On the other side of it, you have people who have experienced great loss. Right. And so for them, it's like, can I get back in touch with this person in some way? It doesn't matter how. Exactly. And all of them have said that they have not only seen ghosts, but the ghost of their loved one. <clears throat> not seen them, hmm. but commune with them in some way. And so I have a lot of compassion, or I have some empathy for that. Like I haven't seen um, but a I, ghost, but like I've felt moments where, like, okay, just for instance... Like, very shortly after Oscar died, my, my stepdad, I got a tattoo for him, like, very shortly after <clears throat> he passed away, and it's a lantern um, that says Daydream Believer on it, because we used to, like, listen to the monkeys together, and and, mm. um, and the color, he, okay, so he's, like, a major Miami Dolphins fan, like, it was to a point, because when he came here from Japan, because he's, he's half Japanese, he came here from Japan, uh, when he was like nine or something. And that year the Dolphins had won the Super Bowl. And it, it was like the only year they won until very recently, uh, a couple years back. So anyway, when I was getting the tattoo, Darren, shout out to Darren, he, I, I, told, I, I told him whatever colors he wanted. I was like, just whatever colors. I had no color preference at all. Turns out at the end of it, they were Miami Dolphins colors. What? <laughs> One of the biggest parts of Harry Potter is like, how do you deal with death? Like, how do you deal with the idea of your impending death and the death of those around you? And so the biggest sort of like metaphor for that is the, the hallows. So we have this resurrection stone, the point of which is to bring people back from the, from the afterworld or I can't talk. I got to turn this monitor off. It's speech jamming me anyway. Um, <clears throat> how to, you know, bringing people back after they have died, not, you know, in a way, in a way that I would, I yeah. interpret to mean like they're a ghost. I felt like the, the resurrection stone wasn't the same, like as a ghost, because like the example is like the guy that brings his dead, like, I don't know, girlfriend or wife or whatever back and she's just kind of like there but not really there but like doesn't seem to engage as much as like the ghosts have like personality and like you know have conversations and kind of are very similar to people in a lot right. of ways whereas I thought the resurrection stone well but I don't know because then when Harry brings all the people back like more well he's only engaged, bringing them back so for a minute you know what I mean like and, yeah. and his intentions are different but I what I think is like it brings you back in the way that that we think of ghosts like as as not being able to fully be here in the world like they're here but they're not here like like when you think about what people talk about when they see ghosts they don't interact like they're just there they're like imprints they're shades and that's what mm -hmm. i think of they're bringing back like it's imperfect right the resurrection stone brings you back and you're not really you um maybe more like a zombie i don't know it's hard. She plays yeah. fast and loose with her spirit ideas in these books. Yeah. In a way that is. A it's really interesting, though. Like, I don't know, like what you were just saying, like just to think about the extent to which like the kind of underlying theme throughout the books is just like about dealing with death and like different ways of dealing with death. Because, I mean, that's kind of like obviously the whole Voldemort story is like not 
dealing with mm-hmm. death. And then you've got like the whole, there's that part with Luna that I love when Luna talks about her mom. And what can you remind, can you remind me of that? It's right after, um, like right after Sirius dies and Harry runs into Luna, who's like looking for all of her things and stuff. And she's just talking about how, you know, her mom had died and, um, and it's just like a nice, like, I don't know, bonding moment. I think she says something like, what does she say? She's going to Google it. I love it. Yeah. She's looking for all of her stuff, which everybody has like stolen and hidden. And so she says, things we lose have a way of coming back to us in the end, if not always in the way we expect. Um, Oh. I love Luna. She's great. I feel like Luna, do you think Luna would ever join, like, a ghost yeah. hunting society? Totally. I think she'd Absolutely. Or she would like anything. She's, so, like, the president of the ghost hunting society. What would our what would our wizarding ghost hunting society be called? Because the one in my town is called Dayton, Ohio Ghost Hunting Society, or dogs. Would this be all-inclusive, or would it just be women, or would it, are we, is it just a society of... <laughs> sure, all-inclusive, like... Inclusive. But here's the thing. We wouldn't have to hunt the ghosts real far because we already know they're there, I guess. <laughs> Wait, are the ghosts part of the society? <laughs> yeah, listen, this is the name. People hanging out with ghosts. Fog. 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 Yes. People hanging out with ghosts. Oh, that's better. That's not a ghost hunting the society. That's a ghost chumming society. Exactly. Like, You're chummy with the ghosts. Maybe they'll like you better because you're not just hunting them. Like you're you're actually trying to get to know them. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. yeah. yeah. Like you're not just like insinuating yourselves into their business. You're wanting to like get to know them. Right. So is it okay? People hanging out with ghosts, or we could just say, would it be Faug? <laughs> Faug. 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 Sure. People hanging out with ghosts. Can I have a recording of Sherry saying, people hanging out with ghosts? You will. It's called this podcast. Welcome to our podcast, People Hanging Out with Ghosts. I'm Pee McGee. How's your afternoon? <laughs> Pee has a lot on her plate. Lady, when I'm with you, I'm smiling. Okay, yeah, that's it. I miss you in the last one because it was just me singing. And then Sherry Sherry stepped in you and were, sang. You were going to sing. Oh, she did? Oh, Sherry, you're the best. Do you guys think we should wrap up? Like, or do you think we have more to talk about? Just because, like, I'm afraid that, like, something else is going to happen to the recording. I think we should probably start thinking about a spell at this point, if you guys want to do that. Should it be a spell for connectivity across Boosting nations? The internet. And, I'm yeah. sorry, across continents? Better internet, a spell for better internet. Just basically, like <laughs> your wand is wa- uh, is a Wi-Fi hotspot. Your, wi- your wand is a hotspot. Your spot. wand is a Wi-Fi. So then the spell is W H I F F Y Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. <laughs> well, that's what we're calling it because, as you know, wizards and witches don't know anything about the internet, so they wouldn't know how Whiffy. to say it right. Boost that signal. Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. <laughs> Well, whiffy, everybody. Damn it. Boost that signal. You can't uh, can't stop the signal. Does everybody know what I'm referring to? It's fine. It's not for you, then. Can't stop the signal.
please at me if you know what it's about. Uh, a lot of people do. It's not a secret. Anyway, uh, so um, it was great talking to you guys. <laughs> I'm glad it finally worked out for the most part. Um, I think we've done a really great job here. Yeah, that's the one. I think it's going to look real nice. <laughs> um, all right, so Wiffy, everybody, and be back with us next time when we when Sherry's also still yeah, in Africa, yep. probably. Well, maybe we'll talk more about yeah. Africa. I'm going to be here for three months, so hopefully we will record Ooh. another another podcast. And we'll talk more about how she is uh, daily blessing the rains. I'm really not. They actually make it really cold, and they've not been doing great things for my allergies. But, you know, whatever. All right. Well, Wiffy, everybody, we did the thing. Wiffy. All right. Yeah. Wiffy. Wiffy. All right. We can be done now. Bye. Bye. Bye.